Good morning, people. It's your boy Caesar here, and this is another episode of The Hybrid Club. Hope you're good. You know where to find us on the socials at The Hybrid Club, and you can find me at Caesar's, C-E-A-S-E-S-A-Y-S. So obviously there's been some big news in the world with the passing of Queen Elizabeth II, so I don't know what the appetite is for a review pod um, about the game against FC Zurich, but nonetheless, we move. Um... So we're going to be taking a look at some of the key moments from the game, some of the talking points from the victory, um, and just the fact that we got back to winning ways. I think um, it was exactly what we needed from the game. It was a game we dominated. There was no real fear of losing it, I don't think. Obviously, there was that moment when they came back into the game, but I wasn't particularly nervous. Um, I always thought we were good enough to get another goal or two. Um, We managed to get another one and kill the game off, but... um, so it was enough of a test that some of our players who were a bit rusty, needed minutes, were sort of given a good run out, but they weren't under any undue stress. And, you know, what I said in the preview was I wanted to see us go win the game, get the points, come home, no injuries. And so far, that's looked like uh, that looks like what it is. So can't complain with the result. Not one you're going to remember um, other than for, you know, a couple of plays and for a couple of reasons. But to be honest, it's one of those where you just bank the points and move on. Um which is good. That's kind of what you want. You, today, you don't want to be debating 150 different things that happened or what should have happened or could have. That's not what you want. You want a boring, boring win where you take the points and go home and don't have to think about it. Um, and that's what we got. Um, in the in the run-up to the game, uh, we saw the news that Vieira would be making his debut, Marquinhos would be making his debut, Turner would be making his debut. Um and we saw the the likes of holding coming into the defense with Gabriel and then Ketia up top. Um, so we knew that we were going to be seeing that rotation that we expected. Um, there were, of course, a few um, younger players that were that were brought into the team, um, which was quite interesting. I think you know we saw the likes of um, Matt Smith and Cozia Dubry on the bit on on the bench. Um, Carl Hine was the second goalkeeper on the bench as well. Um, so there were some young players who could have got some minutes, but I wasn't expecting to see them unless, you know, unless we rolled them over like 5-0. I wasn't expecting to see some of the kids. was expecting to see the, the, the rotation, like we said, and that's what we got. But it was still a, a strong team and still a strong bench. You know, I think it shows that Arteta is taking this tournament seriously. Um, we don't exactly have the largest squad anyway. Um, but I think it shows he's out to try and sort of get the group stages out of the way, dominate them, get the points on the board and keep it moving. Um, we also had, you know, as we said, had a very strong bench. White, Saka, Odegaard, Jesus, Saliba, Zinchenko, all on the bench along with Ramsdale as well and the others mentioned. So honestly, we were um, we were well stocked and well equipped to win this game. Um, literally, from the, from the minute the game kicked off, you could see what we wanted to do. There was some excellent pressing from the Arsenal front line. Um, Tierney got onto a loose ball, um, but played to the Zurich defender. But it showed that we were starting with the intent. We weren't going to just sort of switch off and be complacent about this game. I think it, you know, from the first minute we showed we were going to be serious. Um, we saw that there was a free kick routine around three minutes in. There was a bit of a loose touch from Vieira, led to a Zurich counter attack, um, which was being led by Tosin, who we talked about in the preview pod as being their main outlet of attack. Um, fortunately, there was a crowd scene on our edge of our area that stopped the Zurich attack going through, 
and then Vieira was able to bring the ball out of midfield. So an, an early warning sign about the fact that this wasn't going to be a complete walk in the park, um, but one that we managed to to manage well. Um, at this point in the game, you know, talking the first five minutes or so, it looked like we were doing a 3-4-3 in possession. Um, so de- I guess depending on the game state, you would have seen the position of, of our players rotate. Um, so it was, it was, we saw before the game that um, on some of the on some of the the infographics of the lineup, it suggested we were doing a three four three. I was quite surprised at the time, but looking back on it, I think it makes sense. And ultimately, it's not really about the starting lineup; it's just about the roles you play on the pitch. Um, and we'll talk about that in a bit. Just what we kind of saw in terms of the roles different players were playing. Um, about six minutes in, though, we did have a bit of a scare in the defensive line. And this was one of the things we spoke about. Matt Turner starting the game, making his uh, full debut for the club. We know he's a good shot stopper from everything we've heard. Uh, we've been told he has to work on everything else, but that he has the mentality to do it. And if you know uh, a little bit about his story and how he came into professional football and got to Arsenal, you'll know that the one thing that he seems to have in abundance is sort of the mental strength and aptitude to work on his game and develop and improve. So we'll see. But this was certainly a bit of a nervy one for him. And around the six-minute mark, um, we get a bit caught out. Um, Turner's obviously come out of, of the goal line, come out of position um, to sort of deal with a bit of playing out from the back and passing out from the back. Um, Zurich get the ball, bring it forward. And at first I thought the ball hit the post, but I think it's actually cleared off the line by by holding. Um, but again, another little early sketch to, to say that we're not going to have it all our own way. And if we don't, um, if we don't play our football precisely and in a pristine way, even against opposition such as FC Zurich, who by all accounts, you know, weren't great, um, you can still get caught out. So, you know, it, it was an important sign there. Like I said, there weren't too many moments in the game where I was genuinely worried. This is one of them where I thought, oh, oh, that could be a thing. But fortunately, we dealt with it. Um, about 11 minutes in it, Martinelli should score. A ball goes out wide. There's a great delivery um, from the right-hand side by Marquinhos. And due to just the nature of the plays being occupied, um, Martinelli finds himself pretty much in the middle of the six-yard box alone with a free header. And that should be 1-0, 100%. He'll be disappointed he didn't score that. Um, but he's getting into good positions. We're getting the crosses in. We're getting the plays um, occupying their, their defenders. So at this point, it's only a matter of time. But he really should have been scoring. Um it started to become clear what we were doing in terms of our possession and build-up. So in possession, we had a back three. Um, you had holding at centre-back, Gabriel left centre-back, Tommy right centre-back. Um, Sambu would be in midfield with Shaka, Tini left mid. Marquinhos pushing up a bit higher, um, playing sort of more of a right wing. Vieira in number 10 with Eddie and Martinelli in the front two. Um, out of possession, we looked more like a 3-4-1-2, um, which was quite interesting. And again, I think it's that element of... Um, sort of providing the midfield support and boxing them in, but not sort of being overly defensive because, again, against the opposition, it wasn't really needed. Um, but that being said, when we were sort of pressing really high and attacking really high in possession, um, you saw sort of Gabriel holding back um, and you had sort of Tommy, Shaka, Sammy and Tierney in a line. Um, and then you had Vieira behind Martinelli and Eddie sort of with Mar- Marquinhos again playing sort of right in that touchline um, at the top of their attack, top of attacking corner. Um, so we were really pressing them and, you know, we had all the ball. They were struggling to get out of um, their area. To be honest, they were, they were struggling and rightly so. We should have been putting our foot on their neck. We should have been pressing them. 
relentlessly. We should have been moving the ball, moving them around. They should really have had no chance. Um, but funny enough, um, our goal comes around the 15th minute mark uh, and the, the play starts all the way from our penalty area, funny enough. So we spent all that time in their area and the, and the move for the goal starts um, from our area. But nonetheless, what we see is um, a debut goal for Marquinhos and that would have been the perfect medicine for the player. I mean, he's waited all this time. He's been getting minutes in the under-21s and he's been doing really well. Goals and assists there, looking good. But as we know, under-21 under level is not the level, of course. Um, my guess is obviously it's more just to get him used to playing sort of English football, get him acclimatised, get him minutes. Um, and we know he's going to be a project. But to come in, Europa League, first start, debut for the first team, and to get a goal, that's exactly what he would have wanted. And you could see how much it meant to him in the celebrations. Um, so Zurich were attacking and the ball broke uh, to Vieira, who's in the defensive midfield position. He receives the ball sort of on the half turn and controls it with the outside of his left foot, I think. Um, he then plays it down the left wing for Eddie to run onto. Eddie sprints the entire left wing um, and then plays the ball across the box for Marquinhos to meet it. And Marquinhos finishes it high across the goal and into the keeper's um, top left-hand corner of the goal. Brilliant finish, brilliant pl uh, play and pass from Eddie, good control and technique from Vieira to get out of a crowd scene. When he received it on the half turn, he had a Zurich player behind him, a Zurich player in front of him. The touch took him into space so he, so he could sidestep the pressure, slot it down the side. Eddie timed his run to perfection. Um, you could see a little movement from Eddie. This is what's brilliant. If you go back and watch the goal, you see a little movement from Eddie as he's prepared to play the pass. And the way he, the way he, the way he makes the movement is he sort of faints as if he's going to potentially consider playing the ball with his right foot um, on the edge of the area, but then continues to actually just sweep the ball across goal of his left. That little movement basically makes the defender just gives him a second to think what what do I need to do here, and that second gives Eddie space to play that pass. Marquinhos. Marquinhos gauges the run well and keeps going, meets it perfectly in the area and finishes it off. Brilliant, brilliant goal. Brilliant debut goal. You can see Marquinhos is pretty much in tears celebrating because all that hard work, that entire journey, you know, to get here, to get to this moment, to get this goal would have meant a lot. And it would have shown for a player who's, who's coming from Brazil, who's coming to Europe for the first time, who's having to adjust to everything and, you know, get used to living in a different country. He's 19 years old. It would have been one of those moments that would have vindicated your decisions that you make in life that, that, and that got you here. So that would have meant a lot. So it was great to see. Um, like I said, Eddie slowing down and jockeying, uh, making the play. I think he was going to go for the cutback on the edge of the area before quickly switching and playing across. Those are the small details, right? Those are the small things that give you an extra yard, an extra second that allow you to make the right decisions. It has shown how good Eddie's um, growth in the game has gone. He's improved so quickly. He looks like a proper player. He doesn't look like a prospect anymore. He looks like a proper player, um, which is fantastic to see. Um, so at this point, I'm thinking this is going to be a bit of a stroll. I'm not thinking, you know, we're going to score four or five because they do look like they have a bit about, about them. But I'm not worried about losing this game by this point. Um, around the 18-minute mark, Marquinhos wins a free kick, um, sort of top right-hand corner of their attack. There's a low cross from Vieira into the box, um, but eventually it's kicked away. Um, 19th minute, minute later, we saw a great fun from Vieira, a diagonal run. Sambi played a lofted ball into the box. Vieira ran across the defensive line into the box and tried to, to just loft it over the keeper. 
just got a little bit too much on it and it hits the top of the net. But again, it showed that variation of danger, right? So we can go and play those triangles on the edge of the area, or we can do sort of a lofted pass over the top of their their defense and run onto it. Um, you know, we we saw some intricate play between players um, in different parts of the pitch as well, and we saw just the movement and the um, the switching of position between the likes of Shaka, Martinelli, Vieira. It was brilliant to see. It really was. Um, so yeah, there was there genuinely was by the way, some special touches from Yera, and we'll go into him in more detail. Um, he did look a little rusty in moments, but that's understandable. He's barely played. He made his debut on the weekend, and this is his first start, so he's going to be a bit rusty. But, um, but yeah, it, it definitely was. Um, there definitely was some good touches. And Marquinhos, we were just talking about him. He was having the game of his life against their left-back. He was absolutely terrorising the guy, and it's fantastic. And Part of the thing about playing those inverted wingers, of course, is it allows for the cutback onto the left to go inside or it allows you to um, stay on your right and go outside. And Marquinhos looks like a player who's definitely going to be able to, uh, you know, he looks like a player who's definitely going to be able to 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 do that for us if he can improve and keep going, which is fantastic. Um, around the 26th minute, Zurich are in a deep block and just can't get out of the half. They can't get away from the ed- edge of the area. So you can see the amount of pressure we're putting on them there's just there's nothing to it. Um, now, as I said, they do have a bit of luck um, in this game. So there's a moment around the 29th minute where Tosin ran in behind, um, holding caught up and made a block on the edge of the six-yard block, prevented a shot on goal. Um, in any case, it was called offside, but it did show you the ability for Tosin to run in behind and the need for that one-on-one defending that I talk about. When you are going to do positional play and you're going to leave that much space in behind, your defenders really need to be good uh, 1v1 to try and delay or make that that vital block and that's what we got um, despite the offside because of course as we know that offside may or may not be given so you want to make sure you're there to block it just in case they did have the chance around the 33rd 34th minute um Vieira tried to play a through ball it was cut out by Zurich they went and it's a counter-attack down the flank they played the ball across goal towards Tosin uh, there was a bit of a crowd scene he missed the shot it fell to Selnas and the player uh had his shot blocked by Tierney, who slid in and deflected the ball over the bar. Um, the corner came to nothing, but it probably would have been a clean shot on goal and could quite easily have been an equaliser. Um, it was an example of Tosin's ability to run onto the ball from a cutback, which we spoke about in the preview. Um, it was also an example of how dangerous it can be, regardless of the opposition, when you lose the ball in central midfield. After the pass is cut out, um, you see that Vieira doesn't have the defensive awareness to sort of uh, block the angle that the ball could be played through um, and so Zurich are able to play through and play out and counter-attack down the line so it's really important for the players to be switched on defensively um, and not just offensively and that's something that you know takes practice and concentration and time particularly with a young side and a player who's you know while he had some minutes in, in Porto he's still a young player who's who's um, on the up but uh, it, again was just that warning sign um so you can see um, we're probably getting towards the end of the first half now. Um, there's a lot of good swapping and interplay, as we said, between Shaka, Vieira and Martinelli as we retain the ball and we apply the pressure. Um, you can see that Tini's playing in the attacking half spaces and more centrally rather than just hugging the touchline, waiting for the overlap. Um, so he's helping with the ball retention and the build-up in central areas. But he might, for example, start on the touchline and then move inwards to, um, you know, for example, or in space stretch the pitch to allow for passing options but also come compact when we need to um yeah when we need to change things up so you could definitely see 
while he wasn't doing the sort of Zinchenko work in the way that Zinchenko does it, you can definitely see that he's trying to adapt his game to do more of what Arteta wants from from that position. Um, and we were fine and we were in control. They did manage to sort of get in our area and that is when the ball comes over um, and Eddie takes a swing at it, you know, tangles with the zero player and penalty. And it's just one of those moments where you just go, oh my God, really? Oh, this, you know, it's just this game should be a walk in the park, not to be disrespectful, but it just should, given how they're playing. Because I don't even think they were playing at their best, quite frankly. Given how they're playing, how we're playing, we should be 2-3 up. This game should be done. Now we're giving away a penalty and it could be uh, an equaliser. But that's what it was. Um, Eddie will be disappointed, but it's one of those sort of striker swinging a leg at a ball in a penalty area type type um, fouls. And yeah, penalty was given. Um, you saw Kirizu stepped up to take it, the Zurich centre-back, um, and he went to the keeper's right, Turner dives left, 1-1. One, one. Um, so it is what it is. We weren't clinical enough. And uh, we go into the break at half-time. Um, so when they come out um, from the break, there's a minute silence observed um, following the news about um, Queen Elizabeth II. Um, so naturally, of course, there are also going to be question marks about what happens um for this weekend's fixtures and and beyond so obviously we're going to have to wait to find out at the time of this recording nothing's been announced we know that uh some of the games on friday that are due to take place in the uk have um have been called off um, but we don't know anything about the weekend's fixtures yet so we'll just have to wait and see so the second half kicks off and you can see we are immediately onto them um i mean immediately onto them uh there's a moment around the 46th minute where Marquinhos and Eddie exchange passes on the penalty area. Eddie gets the ball on the edge of the area and calls a shot just over the bar. Um, we came out to play in that second half. Around the 51st minute, uh, there's an incredible line-breaking pass. I think it's from Shaka to Tierney. Tierney gets the shot off inside the area, but it ends up being comfortably saved by the keeper. But that pass was pretty incredible. Um, there's 53rd minute where Eddie's running at the Zurich defence and he's you know, got multiple players around him. He's jockeying, finding positions, dropping the shoulder. He managed to get an angle to get the shot off, but it's deflected, which takes the pace off it. And it ends up being a comfortable save for the keeper. Um, so we really are applying pressure. Um, there's a around the 54th minute on the edge of the area. There's great interplay between Shaka and Martinelli. Martinelli then plays a pass onto Vieira and continues his run. Uh, Vieira is on the edge of the area and plays a great first-time weighted pass into the area, but Martinelli doesn't continue the run further. Um, and so the ball ends up falling to the Zurich defence who clear it away. But that's a great example of the fact that in those first 10 minutes, we're coming at them in multiple different ways. You know, there's cold shots from the area, attacks through the middle, you know, quick interplay and triangles on the edge of the area to play through balls. We are definitely pushing for that goal. Um, and by this point, I'm not concerned. I'm not worried about it in the slightest. Um, around the 56th minute, Marquinhos does well to get away on the edge of our own area. He passes it to Tommy, who runs down the line, the right-hand side of the pitch. Um, he plays a ball into Marquinhos, who's now a bit more central in uh, the centre midfield. He continues to run into the attacking midfield space. He turns and gives it to Shaka, who plays a pass down the line to Martinelli. Martinelli's in the box. He should square it to Eddie, but he goes for the shot, which goes over the bar. Now, there are a few players surrounding Eddie, so I understand why he didn't square it, but he probably should have tried it anyway because... Um, ultimately the ball could have gone through and Eddie could have just had a simple tap in. That being said, when you watch that chance again, Eddie could have dropped back a bit 
Um, he could have sort of held the run. That would have allowed Martinelli to play a cutback and Eddie would have had the tap in. So it's one of those where Martinelli probably should have squared it, but Eddie probably could have done more to help him and give him the option, really. But again, great movement. And it wasn't long before we were, in fact, back in front. 58th minute, give or take. Um, Marquinhos is in the right wing space. He brings the ball onto his left foot and plays a floated ball across the area. It's over everyone's head. But Eddie meets it at the back post, heads it down onto the floor into the net. 2-1 Arsenal. Great assist. Great goal. Um, we've not been on the losing side when Eddie scored in a run of 18 games. It was a fantastic ball into the area. It was lofted, perfectly weighted. It missed everybody. Eddie saw it coming a mile off, got himself into space, met it, angled it perfectly. You remember there was that chance against Everton uh, last season towards the end of the game where he got a bit of criticism for getting a chance and not taking it, and we ended up dropping points. Um, you can really see how it is improved. You really can. I mean, it's it's quite a stark contrast. You know, when you go from seeing a player who looks like a prospect. So right now, Marquinhos looks good. He looks like a prospect. But you're certainly not throwing him in, um, in a Premier League game to start, um, at least not one of any importance. Um, but Eddie, Eddie looks like a player. He looks like he's improved. He's come on. He now doesn't look like a young prospect to me. He looks like a full-fledged, um, sort of member of the first team squad and it's great to see him get the goal this is exactly what you wanted you wanted Eddie to step into the front line take the burden off Jesus meaning we can rotate in the Europa League and he's shown that we can do that I don't think any of us doubted for a second that he could do that but he's shown that he can and he continue his good form uh, in the Europa League group stages so that's a goal and assist for Marquinhos and a goal and assist for Eddie great 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 day for both of them um it's also good to see that Arteta trusted his team to get back into the game and didn't feel the need at that point to rush into changes to bring on sort of, uh, you know, some of the first team regular starting players that have been starting in the last few weeks. They trusted this group to get themselves out of um, the situation they were in. So that was fantastic to see as well. Um, they made some changes around the 65th minute. Um, and in fact, a couple of minutes later, um, there was sort of a, a bit of a dangerous situation where across across the box, a zero player come in on the back post but couldn't direct it towards goal. So it was fizzed across the, um, across our goal. And, you know, if, if a good contact was there, who knows? But, um, you know, they sort of slid in at the back post and it just ricocheted off their shin out. But they had that chance um, from their left wing a couple of minutes afterwards. And a couple of minutes after that, we saw Arsenal make our substitutions. Uh, Tierney, Vieira, Marquinhos off. Um, Zinchenko, Saka and Odegaard on and when you saw those subs you thought to yourself game set a match, this is done there is no way in hell we're bringing on the likes of Saka and Odegaard and Zinchenko against this side and we're going to lose this not unless something crazy happens um, 71st, 71st minute though uh, Okita and Tosin do a, a bit of a give and go um, on the edge of the area um, but Sambi comes across and stuffs the chance out, great defensive awareness for Sambi who has in recent weeks been criticised for not having enough of that um, it shows that Zero cannot out of it, but like I said, I think it would take a, a lot to to see the um, to see this game uh, go any other way. Seventy um, fourth minute, we can see at that point Jesus was getting ready to come on, um, but yeah, it's only by the seventy seventh minute that Jesus comes off of Eddie. Um, I did notice that throughout the game, Shaka was still wearing the armband when Odegaard came on. Shaka, of course, being captain for the day back in back in his day to Switzerland. Um, but, I mean, it doesn't really mean anything, to be honest. But um, we know that Shaka is sort of the de facto captain in any, in any case. Um, but, yeah, it's um, it was a good win. 
we did what we had to do um, and we got the 2-1 result at the end of the day. Um, there was actually an interesting moment. We'd actually spoken about it um, on the preview pod. There was a, a moment where uh, Tosin tried to sort of, saw a moment to try and lob Turner from the halfway line. Um, and we spoke about on the preview pod, he's a bit of a confident player. He likes to take people on and he has a propensity to try a shot from the halfway line to try and um, to try and beat a keeper. And that happened in the game. And it was quite funny to see, but it was a comfortable save from, from Turner in the end. Um, so with that being said, some of the thoughts on the game, as we said, both Marquinhos and Eddie had a goal and assist. That's 19 goals in 40 starts ready, nearly one in two. Um, what can you say, really, for a player who's come through the academy and broke into the first team, won a trophy, got a first team squad number, and now he's playing regular minutes? This is exactly what you want. This is the kind of progress you want to see. The sort of, the I suppose, the perfect, um, you know, the perfect academy development story would be the you know the class of 92 um over at united um or you know the likes of uh row castle um previously or adams and that kind of thing but then you've got the likes of wilshire saka um eddie these are these are this is what you want from your academy players in one shape or another obviously you'd want them to go on to have a career like a tony adams um but you want to see players who come through the academy get a first team shirt play regular minutes, win a trophy. And that's what these players are doing. Um, that's what Eddie's done. It's great to see him now really showing that he can be a player and not just a prospect. Um, we needed the likes of Eddie, Vieira, Marquinhos to show they can step in and do the business in the group stage because we do need to rotate. We have a lot of games. And you know my thoughts. A game every three days, if you want to be a top European team, you've got to be able to handle that. If you can't do that, you have no business being in the game. Um, but... To do that, you need your squad, not just your starting eleven. You need your entire squad to be able to step up. And these players have shown that at least at this stage against this opposition, they can step up, they can step in, they can do the job, which allows us to rest um, players like Jesus, like Odegaard, um, and, and sort of share that load, as it were, which is fantastic. Uh, Marquinhos had a really good game. He's shown a lot of promise, and we can see why the club went for him. So credit to Arteta and Edu. Um, you can also see that he's still a bit raw and would probably struggle against better opposition. So it's all about his growth and development. So if you remember, there was a story about him going to Wolves. Apparently there was some kind of pre-agreement with Wolves um, and some kind of potential legal dispute about that. Didn't really come to much, or at least not in any significant way, because obviously he's here wearing the Arsenal shirt. Um, but Wolves, when they thought they were going to get him, had already arranged for a loan for him to go to Grasshoppers. Um so you can see they're thinking that, you know, get him straight, loan him out to a, uh, a foreign league where he can get regular competition. And I think you can see why, although I'm glad that we kept him, that he's staying in England and that he's playing regular football, even if it is with the under 21s, there's a lot more to, to moving teams and moving countries than, you know, just playing the football, right? He has to adjust to living abroad and, taking care of himself to the degree that professional footballers do take care of themselves. Um, yeah, so I'm happy that he's getting minutes here because it also means that he'll be part of the squad and he's able to play these Europa League minutes and he's shown he can do it. He's shown he can come in and be, you know, effectual, not just another player on the pitch occupying a shirt and a squad place, but he's shown that he can have an impact. Uh, he showed a willingness to run at players, to cut back onto his favoured left foot and cross the ball. 
He also showed a willingness to, you know, run to the byline and go at players on the outside as well. Um, for the goal uh, that he scored, you can see he's on the far side of the pitch when Vieira plays the ball to Eddie and he's immediately off. He is immediately sprinting. So he's he's behind Eddie's sprint, but he's trying to catch up and he's trying to match the pace um, so that when Eddie plays the ball across, Marquinhos is there perfectly to meet it. So he he has that awareness. He sees what's happening on the pitch and he goes and it's brilliant to see um, as well, particularly given, like we said, Eddie did that little movement. It, it's subtle, really subtle. But if you watch, you see Eddie kind of stops as if he's going to play it with his right, but then, you know, shifts his body weight and swings the ball into the area of his left. Marquinhos doesn't let the little move deter him. He keeps going, meets it perfectly, gets the ball in the net for a, a goal on his debut, which is fantastic. You listen, you only get the one debut, right? To get a goal on it is special. You always remember it and he will always remember it, um, even if it's not a memorable game. So fantastic there. Um, for Eddie, a very professional performance for him. He'll be disappointed with giving away the penalty. Like we said, it's a sort of typical striker defending in the penalty area type penalty. I've always found those penalties quite weak, to be honest. Um, he doesn't actually kick the player. He doesn't kick through him. Uh, he swings his leg at the ball and it goes between the player's leg. Um, he doesn't really make a great deal of contact, but the player goes down nine times out of ten, nine and a half times out of ten. That's a penalty. So he can't really have any complaints. He'll be disappointed about it. Um, but besides the pen, he did exactly what he was supposed to do. So he got his first goal of the season. Um, in his first start of the season, he ends the game with a goal and assist. He's now scored in the last three Europa League starts. He's now scored as many goals in European competitions as Liam Brady and Frank Stapleson. He has arrived. And by that, I, I'm not saying he is the finished article and the creme de la creme and he's going to you know, kick on and win the golden boot. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is he's now a fully-fledged first-team squad member. He's no longer a youth prospect. He is one of the guys who we will rely on to get us points. Um, and that's exactly what he's done today. Um, he's really improved as a player, and you can see that a lot. He looks much more like a complete striker than he ever did. Um, don't get me wrong, you have to adjust for inflation. This is FC Zurich. Um, but he looks great. And it's not just been today. You know, Every cameo appearance he's made in the Premier League, He's looked hungry. He's looked determined. He's looked strong. He's looked fast. His touch has improved. You know, where we've needed to take pressure off, he's taken pressure off. Where we've needed to attack, he's attacked. He's linked up well with his teammates. He is looking like a proper, proper top-level striker, um, which is fantastic to see, really. Um, particularly because we need him to give Jesus competition, um, but we also need him to be able to play and step in when Jesus needs rests and trust that he can get a goal, get an assist, um, and contribute to the overall attacking play of the team. And he's showing he can do exactly that. Um, I'm really happy we held on to him. For a moment, I wasn't sure if we would. For a moment, I wasn't even sure if we should. Um, but seeing how well he improved towards the back end of the last season, I thought to myself, unless, we, unless we're going to go out and buy two strikers in one window, which, you know, we saw what happened when we bought two strikers in the space of six months and it never really worked, Aubameyang Lacazette, you know, whether or not we were going to go out and buy two strikers in one window, I wasn't entirely sure. Um, so, you know, if it meant keeping our powder dry and being able to do business in other areas, why not? And I'm so glad we did because, honestly, he looks fantastic. Um, a deb another debutant, Bar Marquinhos. Um, well, I say debutant. He made his debut against, uh, against Manchester United last weekend, but a new player, rather. 
Um, Vieira, he looked good, if not a little rusty in moments, which is understandable given how few minutes he's had and the lack of preseason due to the injury. Um, he he showed a, a, an interesting side to his play. When it comes to tackling and winning the ball back, he sort of nips in, nibbles away, and knocks the ball away from the opponent, um, which allows us to kind of regain and retain the ball and keep moving. Um, he was also good at sort of keeping the ball movement with quick feet and quick passing, innovating passing at time. At times, um, he had a moment in the build-up to the goal where he receives the ball on the half turn, two zero plays around him, and he controls it with the outside of his left foot um, and then steps away from the pressure to play the ball down the line. It was a really good touch because the first touch, because it's on the half turn, it's sort of coming from behind him and he's sort of half facing forward. The touch has to be perfect because otherwise one of the zero places is going to just take it away from him and it literally takes him to the space to the side that allows him to play that pass. So it really was a great uh, display of skill and control. Um, he also showed a really good range of passing throughout the day, clipped balls over the top, um, sort of searching balls on the half turn to slide it wide. Uh, he would start in the right wing position at certain times and slide the ball to the edge of the area. There was one occasion, I think, where Shaka got a shot off um, and it was saved by the post, but it was exactly that kind of pass. There was another occasion, actually, where I think Sabi played a lofted ball um, into the area that Vieira ran onto and he just tried to lob the keeper and just got a bit too much on it. But it showed that awareness to be a danger in behind, but also showed that ability to play that intricate passing on the edge of the area, which is what we thought we'd get. So it's great to see that. Um, had a really strong game, like I said, a little bit rusty, but can see exactly why Arteta signed him. He is exactly the kind of player he wants in that position. And, you know, when he comes good, having him and Erdegaard able to play that position with the way Shaq is playing at the moment, it's going to be brilliant. So I'm I'm super pleased for him and, and super pleased with what we saw. Um, Matt Turner. Mm, uh, a little rocky, if I'm honest. Not a bad game. Wasn't a bad game. He definitely has number two vibes about him. Um, I don't think there is any real chance that he is going to take Ramsdale's number one shirt, not unless there is a dramatic improvement in just his overall performance, his overall presence, um, his dominance, and more importantly, his play with the ball at his feet, given what Arteta likes to do. Um, so yeah, I think he is very much a number two. Um, so, I, you know, look, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be too critical because it's one game. Um, it's his first start. Uh, he didn't have that much to do, to be fair, and it requires a goalkeeper to have a different skill set when you're going to be a goalkeeper who's not going to be being, you know, peppered with shots minute after minute. You have to keep your concentration, stay focused. Um, you can see he was a little nervy and he has to, you know, improve certain parts of his game. Um, but that is one thing that we've heard about him, not just that he's a good shot stopper. We've heard that one of the things that, one of the reasons the club went for him is his mentality, is his, his work ethic. If you know a bit about his story and how he came into the Premier League and to Arsenal, you'll see it wasn't the most conventional route um, and he started quite late, but he's shown the ability to kind of get himself to a level where he can be Arsenal's number two goalkeeper. So they're going to be trusting that that same mentality will get him in a place where he can be um, better at his feet and better overall for us. Um, but this game was a good chance for him to work on his passing, to do it in a real game where there's real jeopardy and not just on a training pitch. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, he had a decent game not a great game, not a bad game, but a decent game. Um, there was that moment with the mix-up with Gabriel where um, he was pressed after receiving the ball from Gabriel and, you know, trying to get the ball away. He gave it away. 
Um, fortunately, it was cleared off the line by holding. Like I said, at the time, I thought we hit the post, but I think it was a, a clearance off the line. Um, there was another chance at the end of the game where, uh, yeah, he had he sort of had the ball and he just did this big kick and it just went all the way to the opposition goalkeeper. Um, and it was like something out of the old days of goalkeeping where he just gave the ball away, you know, needlessly. And I just... I. I don't know whether that was an instruction just to get the ball away, but knowing Arteta, I don't think that's something he'd be told to do. He just kicked it. It was bizarre. Um, end of the game, the game was won, not a problem. But again, against better opposition, you don't just want to be giving the ball away cheaply. So I don't know if he was aiming for someone and just got the kick wrong, or whether he just sort of thought, yeah, give it a boot, waste some time. I'm not sure. But um, yeah, in this kind of team, you don't want to see that. Um, but he had other moments where he did well, and there'll be question marks about his suitability moving forward but ultimately I think we'll see Ramsdale back in goal for sterner opposition than this um, so I'm not too worried and ultimately the only way he's going to improve is by playing games and these are the games for him to play for him to improve so you know credit to him on his first start for the Arsenal he gets the win doesn't get the clean sheet unfortunately it would have been nice for him to get the penalty save because that would have been a great way to announce yourself to the Arsenal faithful but I don't want to be too critical of him on his first game look new you know new team new country first start european competition you know i i'm i'm willing to to cut some slack there ultimately and you know when you win the game it's easier to do that right so hold my hands up and say that um rob holding had a very rob holding game um did well in moments for example the clearance off the line and some of the blocks some of the challenges in other moments his passing was a bit wayward and sometimes got into needless tussles didn't really amount to anything today but um you know, look, he's a good player in a deep block team. He's not the centre-back you want if you're playing progressive passing football from your centre-backs. We know this about him. That's why he's fourth choice, potentially even fifth choice, depending on how you see Tommy Asu in, in the ranking of, of centre-backs. Um, personally, I'm fine with it. I think he's a good player um, who can come in in moments. You just don't want him doing extended minutes, particularly against particular types of opposition. I do wonder whether or not, whether in January or the end of this season, we're going to see his time at Arsenal come to an end. But I'm not particularly pressed about it. Again, for teams like this in this competition, he'll do perfectly fine. And until we get to, you know, the sort of serious end of the competition, last 32, last 16, I don't think there's really going to be any questions about Rob Holding starting. I don't, I wouldn't have thought it would be an issue. So he did fine. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Granite Shaka. There are other players we could talk about. Tommy Yasu had a good game. Um, no worries about him. He looked good. Thought Sambi had a good game. Um, again, he had moments where, you know, positionally he wasn't great. He had moments where positionally he definitely improved. His his play on the ball is as good as ever. So no worries about that whatsoever. Um, but again, against better opposition, maybe he gets caught out once or twice. But again, that that's fine. That is what it is. Um, but I really wanted to talk about Shaka who had a really, really good game. He wasn't maybe getting as forward as he as he was in the first few Premier League games, but I do think that's something about him being a little bit deeper at times to help out Sambi in midfield. So Sambi's not sort of doing the lone six in a true lone six. Um, you also saw today because we were doing sort of more of a 3-4-3 three, three in possession rather than it being sort of a lone six and two eights. It was sort of, um, it, it was more of a midfield two with uh, Vieira ahead of them and then Eddie and Martinelli up top. So the configuration was slightly different. Um, so he was occupying, it wasn't so much that he was occupying different spaces on the pitch, 
but it's just the duration of time he spent in those different spaces was slightly tweaked, if, if you get my meaning. Um, but again, he did really, really well. So helped Sambi out midfield, helped progress the ball centrally. Um, I saw some worries online about Shaka being overworked, but he's one of the players who's shown a real robustness to be able to play regularly. So not worried about that. Um, there was one moment actually where their goalkeeper wanted to start a really quick counter-attack and sort of threw the ball out to Desmaili. Um, Shaka basically sprinted from the edge of their area, hunted him down and took back possession in the centre circle with a standing tackle. The fastest I think I've ever seen Shaka run, it was brilliant. Don't get me wrong, Desmaili isn't exactly Mbappe in pace, but it was a really, really good run, really good tackle, um, really great play from Shaka. And it just goes to show how switched on he stays regardless of the level of opposition. Um, Honestly, I've said it a million times. I'm going to say it again, and you're going to hear me say it a million times more. This Granite Shaka, I like this Granite Shaka. I would love to have more of this Granite Shaka. Really, really good player at the moment, doing really, really well. Has been for the last 18 months at least. Um, yeah. For all those people who saw this Granite Shaka for all of those years, I don't know how you saw it, but credit to you because personally, I don't think we had this Granite Shaka for the first few years at the club. I, I just, I'm sorry, I don't. But what he's been doing for the last 18 months for the club is brilliant. Kudos to him. Love it for him. Love the fact he's getting the love from the fans. He had a really good game. Um, yeah. Yeah. Can't, can't, can't praise him more. Can't praise him enough. Um, so anyway, so that's it in terms of the game. We got the three points. Um, top of the table, PSV and Bodo Glimp drew 1-1. Goal from Cody Gakpo for PSV. Um, so we're top of the group, top of the league, top of the group. It's what we do. It's Arsenal things. Um, so honestly, uh, I think at this stage we're going to be, we're going to be sort of left, um, for a little while at least to figure out what's going to happen. I think it's likely that the weekend fixtures will be postponed. Um, I was going to do an Everton sort of preview pod, but until I know what's happening with the fixtures, I'll wait and hold off on that. Um, but it does mean that we're going to have to wait and see uh, what happens in terms of the PSV games. Hearing news that Thomas Partey's um, back in training at the end of the week, don't know how true that is. Um, so if the Everton game does need to be rearranged, that's going to need, pose problems with, again, how truncated the fixture list is this season. Um, but also it might mean that players get a bit of rest before the PSV game if it does take place midweek. Um, don't know what the knock-on effect is with everything that's happening um, around the 12 days of morning. I don't know if Arsenal asked for some kind of extension for their European game or whether or not it's just a case of that's a UK thing and the, the Europa League games will go on as planned. I'm not really sure what happens in that situation. But um, if the game this weekend is called off, it does mean the players get a bit of extra rest, a bit of extra recovery. Um, and then we go again uh, midweek, I imagine. So we'll see what happens. In any case, that's it for me. This has been a Hybrid Club podcast. You know where to find us at the Hybrid Club. You know where to find me at C Says, C E A S E S A S. Thank you very much for listening. Please like, subscribe, you know, follow, repost, retweet, all of that good shit. Um, you know, if you're on iTunes or Spotify, leave us a five star review. Um, just get in contact, let us know what kind of stuff you want to hear more of, less of, tell me what you like, what you don't like. Um, yeah, be good to hear from you all. But anyway, have a good one, people. All things considered, love to you all. Talk soon in a bit.